Welcome to Victory Today. I am so glad that you've joined us. Hey, I would love to hear from you. If these podcasts are helping you in this season to strengthen your faith, you know, we've got a growing audience of amazing listeners just like you who every week download the podcast and apply it to their lives. And I'd just love to start sharing a few of the testimonies from people like you who are grabbing hold of the principles that we are learning here at Victory Today and receiving their breakthroughs or seeing God's faithfulness to His Word. So if you do have a story to share, I would encourage you, email me at andrew at newboldministries.com. Andrew at newboldministries.com. You know, the way I see it, if what God is doing in your life right now is an encouragement to other Victory Today listeners, that is a very good thing. Amen? I know that we've got people listening from all different places and different life stages, and some of the things that you've learned will absolutely be an encouragement to somebody else. You don't have to write an essay, but if there are things that you've been learning through these podcasts that have helped you, I would love to hear about it. And also, if you've got questions relating to what we're talking about or there are things that you'd like me to talk about in the upcoming episodes, let me know. Now, maybe down the track, we'll have a segment where I can answer a bunch of questions that you have, because no doubt if it's something that you're asking, others will too. So Andrew at newboldministries.com, or you can always contact me through our website, newboldministries.com. So we've been talking recently about how to stay in faith when you get hit with a storm. How do you remain victorious? How do you stay positive? How do you keep trusting God and keep moving forward when everything in the natural seems so bleak? That is something that a lot of people want help with right now. And the good news is that the Word of God has got a lot to say about it. Amen? Now, I can only cover so much in these short podcasts, but I've written pretty extensively about this in three of my books, Unsinkable, Fearless, and Worryproof. Those are all available on our website, and so if you are facing a storm right now and you want to go into more detail of how to triumph over that, or you just want to prepare yourself now while the sun is shining so that your faith will be strong no matter what, I would encourage you, take a look at those three books. They've all got a slightly different emphasis, but each one of them, I believe, will help to build your faith and develop your confidence in God and in His Word so that no matter what the enemy throws at you, nothing is going to stick to you. (laughs) That'll be a good thing, right? So we saw last time from Mark chapter 4 how Jesus rebuked His disciples for being afraid and letting go of their faith. And we want to return to that today because a lot of people think that it's not only unreasonable to tell somebody not to be afraid, but that when you're faced with a challenging situation in life, most people believe it's impossible to respond any other way than to freak out and to fear. But here's the thing. According to Jesus... Not only is it possible to live without fear, it's something that he commands us to do. Friend, did you realize that the command of Jesus that he repeated the most often in his earthly ministry was not don't steal, don't kill or love your enemies. It was don't be afraid. Isn't that amazing? In three and a half years of ministry, the command that Jesus repeated more than any other 
was do not be afraid. So obviously he believed that it's not only possible for us to live without fear, but as we're going to see, it's actually essential for anyone who wants to enjoy the freedom and the life and the blessings and the victory and the peace that a relationship with him provides. So with that in mind, let's revisit the account that we began looking at last time from Mark chapter 4, verses 35 through 41. This is what it says. It says, On the same day when evening had come, he said to them, Let us cross over to the other side. Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was, and the other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly, and they said to one another, Who can this be, that even the wind and the sea obey him? Now, this account occurs early in Jesus' ministry. And the disciples are going to learn an important lesson here, but it's a lesson that we can benefit from as well. See, as I said last time, the Word of God, or in this case, the words of Jesus, aren't just powerful, they're also empowering, okay? That means they contain within them everything necessary to ensure that whatever's just been said will come to pass. And so, in this instance, Jesus says to the disciples, let's cross over to the other side. And then he goes below deck, takes a nap, and stays asleep the entire time that the disciples are freaking out and thinking that they're going to die. Now think about that. Jesus is down there sleeping soundly. They're up there going crazy. How was that possible? Was Jesus just a really, really good sleeper? No. He simply had faith in his word. Amen? He knew with absolute confidence that what he had said, we're going to the other side, would come to pass regardless of a storm. And so, unlike the disciples, Jesus, he was able to remain in perfect peace. Why? Because he refused to allow the storm that was blowing out there to get into him. That's really important. He he stayed in perfect peace, friend, because he wouldn't allow the storm that was raging out there to get into him and unsettle him. But that is what I've found so many people do when, like the disciples, they start operating according to their natural senses rather than being led by the Spirit, rather than being obedient to what the Spirit's prompting them to do and being led by the Word of God. They allow the storm that's raging out there to get into them, into their mind, into their heart. And as as they do that, it steals their peace, it steals their joy, it floods them instead with fear. Friends, we've got to learn from this today. 
because right here at this point is where so many believers come undone. And in that moment of panic, they cast off their faith. They let go of their trust in God and in his word. They take matters into their own hands and they revert back to operating in carnal, natural ways. It doesn't even need to be a storm. It can be that God speaks to you through his word or the prompting of the spirit. Maybe he tells you to do something. Maybe God tells you to step out in some area by faith and achieve this or do that, whatever it is. And what do you do? Well, typically speaking, you look at yourself, you take a note of how you're feeling, you weigh up your current situation, your circumstances, what you have, what you don't have, what you can do, what you think you can't do. Then you start listening to the opinions of others. And then you say, but God, I don't think I can do that. I don't think that's possible. You know, we read that again and again in the Bible. Moses said that, you know, oh, Lord, I can't, I can't speak like that. He, he looked at all the circumstances, all the situations, how he was feeling. I don't think I can do that. I'm not able to speak. Listen, friends, by the very fact that he just told you and called you, you can do it. Amen. I'm saying today, God will never tell you to do something that he won't also supply you with the power to bring it to pass. But this right here is where so many people miss it, because instead of putting the word first, what God said first, they put their feelings first, their circumstances first, their past experiences first, and the opinions of others, they come first. And what's the result? Well, the fears start to rise up, the doubt, the unbelief. You know, the Bible says in Philippians 4 verse 6, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And people read that and they go, well, yeah, that's a nice idea, but surely he doesn't really mean that we're to be anxious for nothing. Well, yes, he does. Say, well, nobody can do that. That's impossible. Well, apparently it isn't impossible or the Holy Spirit wouldn't have told Paul to put it in there. (laughs) Amen. Think about it. How unjust would God be if he told you to do something that he knew full well was impossible for you to do? Philippians 4 in the Amplified, listen to it. It says, do not fret or have any anxiety about anything. Well, is that impossible? Or is that possible? Do not fret or have any anxiety about anything. Possible or impossible? Well, Mark 9 verse 23, Jesus said, All things are possible. What, just for anyone? No, no. He said, All things are possible for him who believes or for the one who believes. So let me ask you today, do you believe? Because if you do, then according to Jesus, it's possible, right? Philippians 4 verse 13 says, I can do a few things if I try really hard through him who strengthens me. No, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. How many things? Some things? Most things, unless they're really challenging, all things, he says, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. 
Okay, how about Luke 1 and verse 37? It says, for no word of God will ever fail. That's pretty clear, isn't it? And so, friend, I'm saying today that if he said it, if he spoke it to you, contained in those words is the empowering that you need to see it to come to pass in your life. So, I want you to think right now about something that you know he's told you to do. Maybe he's told you to serve in a particular ministry. Maybe he's told you to forgive someone who's hurt you. Maybe he's told you to change jobs, to go back to study, to give radically, to trust him for your healing. Whatever it is, God's spoken. He's declared something to you. And as we said, contained in those words is everything that you need to bring them to pass. Now, obviously, the enemy doesn't want that happening, right? He doesn't want that to come to pass. So what does he do? Well, he waits until you've taken one or two steps and then he hits you with a storm, right? All of a sudden, you've now got opposition and trouble coming from every direction. Maybe the symptoms flared up. Perhaps those perfectly nice people suddenly became nasty people, Maybe things went crazy at work. Your finances took a hit. Problems that you'd never faced before suddenly rose up on every every side. A storm blew up, in other words, right? Or maybe on the outside, everything remained calm. But on the inside of you, man, there's a storm that's starting to brew. Anxiety, worry, stress. And in that moment, friend, everything in the natural is saying to you, You are not going to make it. It is not going to happen. It's just not possible. And friend, when fear entered like that, and you started making those declarations, or you started thinking that when fear entered, I want you to see that faith was expelled. Okay? As the fear entered and you yielded to the fear, at the same point, your confidence, your trust in God was expelled. How did Jesus put it out that, uh, on that night out on the sea? He said, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? See how he linked those two things together? The message translation, it says it like this. Jesus said, why are you such cowards? Don't you have any faith at all? What happened? Please don't miss this, friend. This is so important. The fear that has come from the outside has been entertained by their decision to focus on their senses, on their feelings, rather than on what he had said to them. So the fear, it's come from the outside, but they've entertained that fear as they decided to focus on their senses, their feelings, rather than on what he told them. And as a result, that fear was allowed to enter their hearts. And in the same moment that they allowed fear into their hearts, the faith that they had in his word has been flushed out. Can you see that? Friend, I want you to know today that fear, when it's tolerated, is faith contaminated. Fear tolerated in our lives is faith contaminated. You cannot be afraid and in faith at the same time. 
one is always going to cancel out the other. But if we go back to your situation and what God told you to do, from what we've learned so far today, how could you approach that differently so that you go not from victory to failure, but from victory to victory to victory? Well, what would you do? You would take note of what Jesus says about triumphing over the storms of life in Matthew 7, and you would receive and believe the word that he's spoken over your life. Amen. And then you would act on that word with absolute assurance that it will come to pass. Why? Why would you do that? Why could you be so confident? Because we know now that contained in his word is the ability, the grace, the power, the provision to bring it to pass in spite of the wind, in spite of the waves, in spite of the opposition or the attack or the market forecast or the bad report or what the experts told you, in spite of what your eyes are telling you and your ears are hearing, in spite of all of that, you can be fearless in the midst of the storm, friend, because you have a word. Amen? And it's not just any word, it's his word, right? And connected to that word is all the power and the grace and the provision in spite of the storms of life to bring it to pass. And we're going to talk a whole lot more about that next time. But I trust that that's encouraged you today to know that if he's spoken to you, friend, if he's given you that word, you can hold on to it. You can trust it. You can have confidence in it, regardless of what you're eyes are showing, your ears are telling you, regardless of what anyone might say, you can have confidence that contained in that word is everything that you need to bring it to pass as you believe it, receive it, hold on to it and act on it, trusting him day by day. We'll talk more about that next time, but I trust that that's been an encouragement to you. Go out and have an awesome day and we'll Follow this up with some more teaching on the next Victory Today podcast. God bless you guys. Have a great week. I'll talk to you again real soon.